Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for life. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for the platforms that have been laid across the globe uh, via Zoom, via different uh, digital medias to express our love, express our praise, express our worship for you. I ask Holy Spirit that you'll continue, continue to be with us, continue to speak through us, continue to make your word plain. Hear my prayer to this end, these things ask in your name. Amen. Today I will be coming from um, the book of Ephesians, the letter of Ephesians. So if you can turn with me there to Ephesians and chapter one. Ephesians chapter one, and I'll be spending a little time with you there. Ephesians chapter one. I'm going to give you some time to find it. Ephesians chapter one. So much has happened in the last few weeks. Obviously, we know the last few months, obviously, you know the big issue with the coronavirus, the, the challenges with Black Lives Matter and the discrimination injustices faced um, uh, within the black community. Um, we are in the transitional period from coming from a total lockdown to coming to some kind of normality. Um, churches, hopefully by the grace of God, will be opening soon. Um, people are losing their jobs, being made redundant. Um, it's, we are living in uncertain times and um, it's interesting because sometimes where you feel that you are on solid ground, the Lord has a way of uh, reminding us um, that nothing will be certain, nothing will be comfortable, nothing will be solid until he comes to take us home to glory. And so the work for us to do is not to create comfort, not to create uh, security down here, but to ensure that we are creating a solid relationship with Jesus Christ our Lord. And so in Ephesians chapter one, we find that Paul is writing a letter to uh, the members there in the in Ephesians. Uh, they are predominantly Gentile. They are new believers. They have just come into the faith. They have just heard about the awesomeness of Christ. And Paul is writing from verse one, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. And I'll be reading for you in your hearing, Christ and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 3, Praise be to God and Father for our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him and before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship, predestined to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the ones he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth on Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, verse 12, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory, verse 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised 
Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Verse 15, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. I realize that it has become so comfortable and so easy for us as young people, as young adults, as adults, as members of this great Seventh-day Adventist church to be so dependent on the truth that we carry, the Seventh-day Adventist truth, the free angels message, the health messages and the messages that come with that. We have been so comfortable and dependent with the churches, the church buildings that we have owned. We have become comfortable with the with the systems and the organizational structures that have been set up to ensure that things happen when they when they do happen to ensure that we are on the front line to ensure that we are able and we are caring and, to, and we are sharing to those that are in need also to those that within our churches but I'm realizing that sometimes we become so dependent on the gifts we become so dependent on the things we become so dependent on the buildings we become so dependent on our knowledge that we forget the one Jesus Christ whom all these things should be stemming from Paul is writing to the Ephesus church reminding them encouraging them inspiring them that listen great it's great that you are a believer it's great that you are in God but there are there are there is a way we should act and so before he even begins to instruct them before he even begins to tell them what they should do in the case of BLM Black Lives Matter in before he instructs them in how to deal with the widows before he instructs them to deal with their homes before he instructs them on how to be a Christian on how to receive power before he instructs them on how to live this successful life in Christ he reminds them that listen you are a holy people you have been set apart you are not where you are coming from you are not like everybody else you are different you have you have been set apart for a specific reason and this is this is proved, this is manifested because of your faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, I will call you holy, I will call you saint, not because you are entirely good on your own, not because you have read the whole Bible from back to end, not because you are continually signing up online to come to church or reaching church or time or returning your time. This is not what makes you holy. What makes you holy is the fact that you believe, you trust, you have have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and because you have given your heart to him by the admonition of your faith to him he has deemed you holy because now you are covered in the the blood and the robe of Jesus righteousness and so when God sees you he doesn't see you per se he sees Jesus around you and because you are believing in this process he deems you as holy 
holy, as set apart. And he says in verse two, grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, simply on your faith alone, on your belief alone, on your trust alone, you have been deemed holy. You have been deemed set apart. And he says, grace and peace to you. This is a problem sometimes because many of us as Christians, many of us as believers, we worry too much. We stress too much. We are arguing too much. We are fighting too much. It is as if we don't really believe that God is our peace. It is as if we do not believe that God's words is true. God is simply reminding reminding us that when you are a true believer, a true faith warrior, you trust in him with all your heart, leaning not unto your own understanding. He says this, grace and peace to you from our Lord and Jesus Christ. I am holy because I'm a believer. I trust and I have faith in my Lord. He says, praise to you, verse three, to God and our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Um, he has blessed us with everything that we need from the spiritual realms. Um, Galatians 5, 22, verse 20, 22 and verse 25. 22 and verse 23, the fruit of the spirits, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing, Paul reminds us, has been given to us because of our faith in Jesus Christ. Hence, I don't need to pray for forgiveness or pray for faith or pray for love because I'm already trusting in God and I'm living out my experience Jesus says through Paul that every spiritual blessing is mine in other words I don't have to worry about what I don't have because I have everything I need in Jesus Christ and so he affirms us and says because you have faith in Jesus Christ and because you are holy and being set apart what also comes with the package is that you also have every spiritual blessing through Jesus Christ. For he chose us in him before, before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he has predestined us to adoption, to sonship through Jesus Christ. And so not only am I holy and set apart, not only have I been given every spiritual blessing because of my faith in Jesus Christ, I have also been adopted into the family of God. And so no longer am I just Anthony Fuller. No longer am I just that black man over there or no longer are you that white girl over there or that Asian girl over there. No, it's no longer about race. It's no longer about sex because I am about Jesus, because I am trusted him. I am holy. I have every spiritual blessing and I have been adopted into the family of Christ. In other words, because we are believers, we are family. We are brothers and sisters. It means we roll differently. I have have your back you have my back we are family of Jesus Christ not because I am a preacher not because I'm the youth director not because I've studied theology in school I am a family simply because of my faith in Jesus Christ and so whether you are a preacher or not whether you are a, a pastor or not whether you have done great works or not if you are a believer and I am a believer then we are family we have been adopted 
adopted into his sonship. It says in verse, verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace, which has freely given us in the one he loves. And then he says in verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And so Paul now is reminding us of another truth, is that not only are we, are we holy and set apart, not only have we been given every spiritual blessing, not only are we adopted into the family of God, but we have been redeemed by his blood. Come on, somebody. It means that God died for us and, and, and his blood has redeemed us. And so I, I can rejoice in the power of his blood because I have been redeemed and I have been forgiven. And so by default, I haven't, listen, I haven't even done anything yet other than to say, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have turned my mindset heaven bound than Hellbound. I have made a mindset decision to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And on that premise alone, I am holy. I have been set apart. I have been given every spiritual blessing. I have been adopted into the family and I have been redeemed by his blood and forgiven. in accordance with these riches of great of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding verse 9 he made known to us the, the, the to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ to put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ in him we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. In other words, Jeremiah, when I was in my mother's womb, God knew me, there was a plan for me. And so not only have I been set apart holy, not only have I been given every spiritual blessing, not only have I been redeemed by the blood, not only have I been forgiven, not only have I been adopted into the family but there is a plan for my life there is a plan for your life there is a plan for our life there is a goal there is a end and God has made me a part of the plan and so despite what is going on around me I am called I am set apart I have been adopted I have been given every spiritual blessing I have been blessed beyond my wildest dream I have the opportunity of forgiveness and being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Verse 13, we have been marked by the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. And so I need, I, I need to keep repeating this because somebody needs to be reminded that based on your faith, based on your belief in Jesus Christ, come on somebody, that despite our circumstances right now, despite our predicament right now, COVID-19, the issues that are your personal challenges right now, you have to remember, that as a believer, as a, as a warrior, as a child of God, you have been set apart. You have been given every spiritual blessing. You have been adopted into his family. You have been redeemed by his blood and forgiven. You have been given the mark of the Holy Spirit. You have been given a purpose from when you were in your mother's room. In other words, you are loved. You have been thought about. You are not an accident. You have been uh, considered and pre-planned. God knows 
controls every part in our lives. He is the Alpha and Omega. And despite what you are going through right now, there is a way of escape and a plan for you. You have to know this. Before he even gives any commandments, he needs you to know by your faith alone, all this is yours. And then he comes to my key text. First, for this reason, ever since I've I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul is saying, ever since I heard about your faith, every time I heard about your faith, the just shall live by faith. This is the key concept here, is that this has been given to you by faith. He says to you, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And then he says, I keep asking. In other words, he says, I keep asking. This is the predominant theme in my prayer. Paul is saying for the Ephesus church, I keep praying for you. Not that you will be free, not that you will be comfortable, not that you will get your way, not that you will get married, not that you'll get that job, not that you'll get the degree. No, he doesn't pray those things, not to say you can't pray for those things, but this is not Paul's predominant prayer. After he reminds the Ephesus church of who they are in Christ, after he reminds them that you are holy, after he reminds them that you have been given every spiritual blessing, after he reminds them you have been adopted into the into the kingdom of God after he reminds them you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus after he reminds them that every spiritual blessing is yours after he reminded them that you have the mark of the Holy Spirit after he reminds them that a plan is set out for your life he says to them I am praying specifically and I keep praying not that your will will be done but I'm praying here in verse 17 I Keep asking that the Lord God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may, young lady, may, young man, give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better and this is the essence this is where the rubber hits the road is that too many of us are trying to live God's life and struggling because we do not know the one who is all power we do not know the promises that he has given us and so even though Paul says you are holy many of us don't act holy we don't act like we are living by faith even though that every spiritual blessing is yours we don't believe that which is why we're still angry which is why we still have racist elements which is why we still have gender issues which is why there are um um challenges and division within our church we don't believe that every spiritual blessing is mine for the count we don't believe that everybody is valued we don't believe that every sex is valued we don't believe it. in fact what we do believe is if you don't think like me and act like me and if you're not like me then i don't want you around me this is not god's way god's way has set us higher it has set us apart to act different to be different but to be able to trigger your holiness to be able to trigger the fact that every spiritual blessing is yours to be able to trigger the fact that you are a child of the king to be able to trigger that you have been redeemed and forgiven to be able to trigger the fact that the holy spirit is yours you have to walk by faith you have to say jesus i deny myself so that you can work within me paul puts it this way i am crucified 
with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of God who loved me and sent his son for me. I have to understand that despite the tie and the shirt and the pretty looks and the things I may say and the little good deeds that I may do, the truth always comes out in crisis. And this is a reality, which is why the BLM movement is so interesting to me, which is why the COVID movement is so interesting to me. How do we respond to a crisis? How are we discussing, should we be there for the black folk? Should we be there for the white folk? Should we be there for women? If you are in Christ, if you are in him, it is not a question, it is standard. We are there for people. We are there to lift up. We are there to bring those to experience what we are experiencing, which is to know God for ourselves. But if you don't know God for yourself, how can you give God? to anybody, which is why in, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, he says, I keep asking, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of revelation, of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. Too many times, I'll beat myself up because I hear negative comments. Too many times. Ah, I'm not good enough. Ah, I don't want to do this. Ah, my courage is weak. As if I have forgotten that I'm a child of the king. As if I have forgotten I have been redeemed by his blood. In other words, my past no longer can shackle me because I have been freed and liberated because of the power of Jesus Christ. When a situation is before me, it makes no sense. I need you to go over here. I need you to give up your job and do this. I don't have to worry because I have God on my side. He will make a way. Where there is no way, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. He will deliver me fair though not for I am with you be not dismayed for I am your God I will help you I will strengthen you I will uplift you with my right hand of righteousness the issue the challenge of me sometimes folks I'll be honest is I forget that I'm the child of the king I forget I have been redeemed I forget I have been forgiven why because I'm focusing more on me and my perception and your perception of me and what people think of me than I am of what God has already declared for me the issue is not my fear the issue is that I don't know who I am, my identity in Christ, and I don't know whose I am, a child of the King. We can be going through so much in life. This further was opened my eyes to so much. COVID-19, you think COVID-19 serious? I heard Craig say um, in, in the Sabbath school um, that there, there are there are darker days ahead, folks. If you think COVID-19 was bad, I need you to understand there are darker days ahead. If you think whatever you're going through is bad, hear me carefully. The, 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 the challenges of life are not going to hold up. The devil knows his time is short. 
The devil knows that he doesn't have much time to play with. And so he is going to throw the kitchen sink at us. And God doesn't want us to fight the fight for ourselves. He doesn't want us to start doing church more or to start preaching more or to start doing stuff more, going out more, because he knows that when the rubber hits the road, we're going to argue amongst ourselves. He wants us more than anything to know him more. To be in a tight relationship more, to grow with him more, to experience him more. See, we can say that, oh, God died for you, and I praise God for that. God died for me. But what does that mean for your life? How are you experiencing the effects of the fact that he redeemed you with his blood in his life? Okay, Paul said every spiritual blessing has been given to you, but are you living the spiritual blessings or are you just mouth service? Okay, God says that the Holy Spirit has been given to you as a mark, but are you really allowing yourself to die daily so the Spirit can infuse you with power so you can live a life you never thought possible yes it's one thing to sing his praises yes it's one thing to to create platforms so his name can be lifted up but it is a totally new powerful liberating experience when you can say like david oh taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man blessed is the woman that trusteth in him Today, I want to encourage somebody that because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you have been redeemed. Come on. I want to encourage somebody because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you are holy and being set apart despite of your past. Because, because of your faith in Jesus Christ, despite of your past, you have been redeemed by his blood. And if you would only give that to him standard, you are forgiven. Listen to me carefully. Because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you are no longer a part, just a part of your family. Yes, that's important. But more importantly, you are now a child of the king. You run differently you move differently because of your faith in Jesus Christ because of your faith in Jesus Christ you have been given the option to have the Holy Spirit to to to, to make God's word known to make and reveal God even more because of the Holy Spirit because of your faith in Jesus Christ you now have a purpose trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path he is the alpha and omega the beginning and the end he will hook you up and be mindful though not your hook up he will hook you up the only way he knows you need to be hooked up because you have faith in jesus christ paul prays this for you not that you'll be more grand not that you'll be more powerful not that you'll win more souls not no 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 not that you'll be more active no that you will come to know the lord jesus christ for yourself john 17 3 says and this is life eternal that you may know him and this is life eternal that you may know him you see when you are walking in christ when you are experiencing his power black lives matter doesn't it moves me because i'm black but it moves me more because i'm a child of the king and because I'm a child of the king, I'm also interested in white issues. I'm also interested 
in homosexuality issues and the struggles there and the discriminations there and the injustices there. I'm also interested in the equality and, and injustices and any issues within our church, not because I'm black, not because I'm male, but because I'm a child of the king. And if I know my Jesus, when society said, don't move to the lepers, no, not Jesus, Jesus moved to the lepers. And if I know my Jesus, when society said, don't talk to the women, no, not not my Jesus, he spoke to the women. And if I know my Jesus when society said, don't hang around poor folk and sinners. If I know my Jesus, he says, no, I am going to do what my father has called me to do. There should be no discussion in lifting up justice. There should be no discussion in empowering folk. There should be no discussion in moving by faith. That is standard for God's people. And God's people are those who believe in them with all their hearts soul and mind. God's people are those that love him with their heart, soul and mind. God's people are those who are abiding in the vine. God's people are those who are bearing fruit. God's people are those who are doing what they're not comfortable to do because they realize that my strength and my faith only grows in uncomfortable situations. And so when I am attacked, and so when I am burdened, and so when I am put down, I don't have to cry and get depressed and lose my mind. I can look to the hills from which cometh my strength, and I know that my help, I know that my protection, I know that my love, I know that my redeemer, I know that everything I need is there. And so I look up, not look down, not look within, but look up because my redeemer draweth nigh. I know that God is on my side. I know that he is with me. And so I can make moves like David and face my judge. Ooh, and face my giant, not because I am a giant killer, but because God can destroy anything in his sight. I am not moving by faith because of me, because of my image, because of what I've done, because of my lost name. My faith is simply founded only on Jesus Christ, the solid rock. In other words, what I can do, you can probably do better. What I have done, you can also do. Whether you have 10 years spiritual experience, or one year spiritual experience or today is the first time you're going to experience God for yourself it doesn't matter on the length of time if you believe from today if I believe for 10 years if you believe for five years the length of time is not the issue what what the dominant the, the common denominator is simply this we are all believers it is not based on who's got the longer lasting one no if you are a believer in Christ every blessing is yours and so walk with your head up, hold your chest up high, not because you may not be struggling with mental depression, not because things may not be going your way, not because you don't feel low and down, not because everything's working out for you. I don't have to respond to my crises or my life issues. I am now learning. I am training myself. I am callousing my mind to understand that despite the storms, despite the issues, despite the uncertainty, that God is still 
consistent that God is available and God will not let me down. And so when you see me preaching a sermon, it's not because I am good, it's because he is good. It's not because of my faithfulness, it's because of his faithfulness to me. It's not because of anything I've done, but because of the grace, amazing grace he has lavished on me, the blood of Jesus Christ that has saved me and has given me the opportunity to stand before the throne room with, with power and authority, not because of me, but because of the one whom God has sent, Jesus Christ our Lord. Someone here today, someone here today has been going through it. You've been discouraged. You've been disheartened. You're going through what you're going through. Whether it be relationship, whether it be the fact that there's job redundancies on the way, furlough issues, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what we go through. I know what I go through. But someone here today needs to be reminded that when you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that every spiritual blessing is yours. Despite your circumstances, every single spiritual blessing is yours. Come on, somebody. That you are holy and have been set apart. Come on, somebody. That you have been redeemed. Come on, somebody. That you have been forgiven. Come on, somebody. That the blood is available to you. Come on, somebody. That you have been adopted into the family of God. It means that we're brothers now. We're family. It means that we hook each other up. Come on, somebody. And I want to encourage you, like Paul, to know him better. To know him. To know him for yourself. That's Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church. That you may know the Lord. Before he talks about loving your wife and your and husband's respect, wives of respecting your husband. Before he goes to chapter five and standing before the devil and fighting, fighting with the armor. Before he gets to all of the instructions, he wanted the church to know that before you do anything in regards to commandment keeping, by your faith, God has given you everything you need to live out Ephesians chapter two, Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter four, five, and six. To live out the Bible, he has given you everything you need. He will not call you and not set you up and provide you with the ammunition and the tools and the armor to do God's work. I want to encourage you. My prayer for you is to increase your faith. That you will trust God. You will reignite that flame. And say, Lord, I'm scared. But I'm courageous with you. Lord, I'm not good enough. But I'm a bigger man, a bigger woman because of you. Lord, I don't have the skill set. But you will make a way where there's no way. You will give me what I need. In fact, I already have it by faith. And so if that's you, you will increase your faith to trust God, to know God. And just type on the screen, amen. That's me. Let's put that's me. Let's put that's me. That's me. Let's type in that's me. Lord, increase my faith. I sometimes look away from you and focus on my issues. Lord, increase my faith. That when it gets scary out here, when it gets murky out here, when it gets dark out here, when it makes no sense out here, when things are against me out here, help me to trust you than my circumstances. That's, that's me. That's me. My second appeal is simply this. 
What's interesting about this letter is that Paul is talking to believers. He's talking to men and women who have the faith of Jesus Christ. There's someone here today that hasn't yet given their life to Jesus Christ. There's someone here today that has been in the battle of decision for far too long. And today, you want to say, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, today's my day. I want to begin to experience the power. I want to begin to experience what you have for me. I want to begin to experience transformation. I want to be liberated. Lord, I'm tired of doing me. I don't want to give my life over to you. I want to be like Paul and say, I am crucified with Christ. Let me start with the Gospels. If any man come after me, if any woman come after me, let him deny himself. Lord, I want to deny, I'm, I'm, I want to deny myself. Pick up your cross. Lord, I'm picking up my cross so I can follow you. Now, I want to be a follower of you, Christ. And I want to go one step further like Paul and say, I'm crucified of you now. So I'm allowing you, Lord, to crucify me on this cross. I'm crucified of Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Even though I'm living, I'm not living no more by my flesh, but I'm living by the faith of the one who sent me. And so if your desire is to give your heart to Jesus Christ, if your desire is to believe in him, to trust in him, to have faith in him, knowing that your faith leads you to action, knowing that your belief leads you to do something, I'm going to put in the comments right now, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. Lord, use me. And somebody from the team will respond to that. Lord, use me. Lord, use me. I'm willing to go that one step extra. I want to give my heart to Jesus Christ. Lord, use me. Just type, Lord, use me. Somebody will respond to that. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, thank you that before you send us out into battle, before you tell us to fight our issues, before you, before you even say, Lord, do this and do that, you remind me first that I'm holy and set apart. You remind me first that every spiritual blessing is mine. You remind me first that I've been adopted into the family of God. Hallelujah. You remind me further I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You remind me first that you have a plan for my life. You remind me first that you will be giving me the, the mark of the Holy Spirit. You remind me first that I am a champion in your army. But even more than that, you remind me to keep knowing you, to keep experiencing you, to keep growing in you. And so for all of those under the sound of my voice, I pray that you will bless them beyond their wildest dreams. I pray, Lord, that whatever they're going through, that you will move in their lives in a special way. I pray, Lord, that you will do for them what they cannot do for themselves. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, do what you do best and mash up comfortability so we can learn to get used to uncomfortability because that's where we grow. That's where we see you the most. Hey. And so Lord, thank you for the North England Conference Youth Department. I pray you'll be of their team and their leadership. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity where we can share experiences. And so let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Father God. Our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen.